the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you're a follower of Jesus, there's joy in your heart. Oh, you still get worried. You still get fearful. But it gets canceled. You know why? Because you're growing. You're growing the grace of God. You're growing in the knowledge of God. You're being discipled in it. Where else can you hear this? You know, if you, if you decided to go to your local bar to get some inspiration, you know, you'd be drunk by now to cover the, the issues that you're dealing with. Oh, only in church will you get this. Come on, give us some credit. Only in church where you, say, you, can, you can hear the word that says you have real joy that nobody can take away from you. You only get that at church. In other places, they promise you joy, but it's temporal joy. You know? That's, that's what the world offers. Everything temporary. It's good, but it's temporary. But the Bible says that joy is full. Jesus says, I have come that your joy may be full. He's not fooling around with this thing. He's saying, I'm going to give you joy, and you're going to experience it. And if you're not experiencing it, maybe it's time to spiritually progress. Okay? We need to forget the past. We need to forget the, the past sorrows, the past trials, also past triumphs, past successes. Good or bad, sometimes we get stuck in the past, and God wants us to move forward to forget all about it because he wants to do a new thing. Now, the confusion here has to do with the word forget. Now, when we read the word forget in the Bible, we often think, okay, so that means I, I, don't, I don't have to remember. To forget means I don't have to remember. That's our association with the word forget. But the word forget, as it's used here, has a different meaning. You know the meaning of the word forget here when Paul says, I, this one I do, I forget the past. The word forget there means to cut loose. Cut loose. Let it go. That's what the word forget means in there. You know, I went fishing one time at this lake. I forgot. I'm not a fisherman. I don't know anything about fishing. But when somebody brings me along, I'll fish. And one time we were fishing and I caught this one fish which I thought was big. So I pulled it out. And it was about this big and all of that. And sure enough, the fish police was right there behind us. I mean, they exist. They are fish police. And they pulled next to our boat, and he has this big ruler. If, you, if you've gone fishing, you know what I'm talking about. You know, he went over there and said, let me see. So I gave the fish to him. He measured it. Still too small. Cut it loose. Put it back in the water. That's the word forget. Let it go. It doesn't mean you don't remember. I remember I had a fish. I remember catching it. I remember drooling, thinking, I'm going to fry this, and I'm going to eat this. All of that is in my mind, but I was told to cut it loose and catch a proper fish. That's what the word forget means. That's what we're supposed to do with the past in order for us to spiritually progress. Just let it go. There are some things in your life this morning. Don't take communion unless you're willing to let it go. Let it go, like the song says. I don't even know the song. 
We want to prove that we are progressing. People, you know, <laughs> when, when there are bad things, you know, ma many people, many of us have very, very dark past. There's no hiding that, right? I mean, if you don't, I mean, God bless you. We're all looking out to you, right? But there are many people, and, and the devil wants to make sure that they remember the bad things. They remember, okay? The devil especially capitalizes on having very, very long memories, right? Let's say you, you commit a sin two weeks ago. Trust me. The devil's going to capitalize on that. It's easy for him. He's also capitalizing on the things that happen when you are in a park as a seven-year-old kid. He does this. Why do you think the devil is adamant about stealing your joy? Why do you think the devil is all about trying to remind you of the things that have happened in the past? Because if he can keep bringing this up, okay, you will not progress in your walk with Christ. And that's, what, that's his tactic. Yes, we have committed things that are very, very shameful, very, very dark. But even St. John of the Cross himself wrote a whole book about, you know, about the dark night of the soul. And all of that stuff can be placed on the cross of Jesus. But you need to cut it loose. Let it go. Put it back where it belongs. Because spiritual progress is so important. But not only do we forget the past, but we also must learn to live faithfully in the present. To grow spiritually, to progress, living faithfully in the present. God's grace is seen in what, has, what He has done in the past. But His power is seen in our faithfulness today. Do you want to see God's power really evident in your life? Do you want people to see the power of God in your life? Well, Pastor Awa. You know, I want to be able to go and pray for somebody and they get healed. God heals people who are sick and He uses us, right? That's, that's fine. Oh, I, wanna, I want more blessings in my life so that people will see that the power of God is in my life. Now, God blesses us. We are so blessed. I don't, even, I don't, even, I don't want to even tell you we're so blessed to live in the right? Okay? Now, we said we're able for people to see the power of God living in me. I need, to, I need to have all of my prayers answered and all of these things, all of these wonderful things. If you want people to see the power of God in your life, they should see you living faithfully for God. They should see godliness. That's where the power is. The power is in our godliness in this life. It's never on the things that God blesses us with. And God, I say this all the time, God never has a problem blessing. He never has a problem lifting us out of our misery. He has never had a problem giving us what we need and sometimes what we even want. He heals the sick. He restores the hearted. All of these promises are true. And yet what usually happens to people is when things are going good, they simply drift away and have forgotten what God has done. I know a lot of people, when they're in a lot of trouble, they come to me and they say, Pastor, I want to go to seminary because I want to be a missionary. And they say that to me. So many people. They finally found a job. They were unemployed at the time, so it seems like God spoke to them. They found a job the following day. I said, hey, what's happening? I'm sorry, Pastor, I can't go to church because I have to work overtime. I mean, that's the kind of thing that happens. That curtails spiritual growth. You want to grow and progress spiritually? 
Godliness is the answer. We need to live faithfully in the present. But not only that, we also need to be looking to the future promise. Okay? Why is it necessary to forget the past and to live faithfully in the present? Because we need to hold on to, to a future promise. God says you will receive a crown when you remain faithful. If you progress spiritually, you and I will receive a crown. You know, most people don't ask this of themselves. Why am I doing the things that I'm doing for God in this world? Why am I making an effort to worship the Lord on Sunday? Why am I making an effort to pray? Why am I making an effort to tell people about my faith? Why am I making an effort to give uh, towards God's work? Why am I making an effort to encourage people, to call people, to pray for the sick? Why am I doing all of that? Is it only because I want to be known as a good person or a good Christian? No, you're doing that because it's accumulating points in heaven, okay? I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, some weird doctrine of whatever meritorious salvation. No, when you're saved, you're saved. You're not going to heaven because of the good works that you do. But you have to think about doing these godly things because God is keeping a record of all godly things that you're doing. And one day, you're going to receive the crown of life. for it. I don't know what that crown is, okay? But only people with the right size of head will wear it. People with big heads, people with really, really small heads, only people with the right size head will do it. And you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about being focused on doing the work that God has given us for ourselves, for our families, okay? You know, you, you do everything to preserve your marriage because you're a Christian, you do everything to preserve the relationship because you're a Christian. You do everything to preserve, to do the right thing simply because you have an allegiance to your Savior. All of that counts. God is keeping a record. Why do you think Paul had to do what he had to do? What is he just being a martyr? No. Paul says, I've got to run this race because there's a prize that awaits for me at the end of this life. If that's our attitude, we're going to progress. I want to be progressing. I, 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 you know, I don't want to be, you know. Next year will be the last year that I will be in my 50s. I'll actually be 60 next year. And I repent more now. You know, the older you get, listen to me, listen to me. Somebody who's getting older, the older you get, the, the more frequent you repent. Okay? Because, because this, you, you know, you be, God has a way of reminding his children all of the junk in the past, too, you know? I mean, for, for good reason, for, to appreciate his grace. The devil accuses you, God comforts you. Amen? You know, that's, that's the way it works. But, you know, the older you get, the more you pray at night, before you even think about what you've done, you'll repent already. Because you know too well, the, the older you get, the, the more mature you become in the faith the more you realize how big God is and how small you really had been. How much of, how, how, how we are compared to how God, God's goodness and God's grace is. You know, if not for the grace of God, oh, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where I'd be. But we have a future. We had to hold on to the promise of God that one day we will be rewarded with a crown of life. God will reward spiritual progress. 
I've always uh, heard preachers say this. It's not for me. Preacher says you, you can't take anything with you except another person to heaven. That's very true. You'll never see a hearse towing a U-Haul, you know, trailer. We're not taking anything, you know, when we leave this world. We're not taking anything with us, you know, except the person that we had affected in this life. Amen? When I die, I already told my wife this, I want you to have a special suit made for me. No pockets. No pockets. Why? Because I ain't taking anything. I'm dying just as I have been born. I mean, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That's true. Number two, a disciple not only thinks about being an example of spiritual progress, but he or she also exposes sinful passions. Sinful passion. We expose sinful passions. Look at verses 18 to 19. For as I have often told you, Paul writes, before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. Here Paul is warning believers about fake believers, about fake disciples. He's not talking about pagans here. He's not talking about those who do not believe in Jesus. He's not talking about unbelievers. He's talking about believers here who are enticing other believers, enticing other people to follow their way, and their way is not the right way. Okay? Paul calls them enemies of the cross. Those were very big words to accuse somebody of. Paul says, there are people who will say that they are followers of Jesus, but they're not true followers. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. They are, they, they are focused on, 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 on their shame, their glory in their shame, and their mind is set on things that are here on earth. And Jesus says, and Paul says, they are enemies of the cross. What could be so wrong with these people? And why would Paul warn them so strongly to identify these things, to expose this characteristic in us? You see, Paul says they are enemies of the cross. What does the cross represent? The cross represents, whether you like it or not, the cross represents death, suffering, and trials, and tribulation. That's what the cross represents. And apparently there are people back at, at Philippi who are, who are enticing people to, and, and saying to them, you can be a Christian without carrying your cross. You don't, have to suffer. you don't have to do what God tells you to do. You can live your life the way you want. You can, you can do anything you want. You, you don't need to suffer for Christ. You don't need to lose anything for Christ. You can just rely on, he, on, on God's love and mercy for you, and you can live any old way you want. And Paul says, if you are a disciple of Jesus, you expose this thing. Not only in you, but you expose it on other people. It represents suffering, death, persecution. And don't listen to anybody who says that there's not a price to pay for being a disciple of Jesus. There is a price to pay. We are going to lose some things. There there is suffering involved in being a Christian. And they are not suffering for punishment. They are suffering to mature us, to grow us to make us true followers of Jesus. The Bible says if we glory in the presence of Jesus, we also have to be glorying in His suffering. 
It's a teaching of Scripture. We don't invite suffering in our lives. We don't make foolish decisions so that we'll suffer. We don't violate the Word of God so that we'll suffer and say, I'm suffering because, uh, because I'm a Christian. No, if you invited the suffering in your life, there you have a problem. We don't invite suffering, but we're always prepared for it. We're always ready to respond to it in a godly way. We don't lose heart, Paul says. Don't lose heart. When a, when a trial comes, face it with confidence. Don't, 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 don't cower in fear. Get on your knees. Get on your knees. Let's pray to God. Let's worship God. Don't wait until there's a problem before you go, in, you know, before you go to the Lord. Pastors always say, when all else fails, try Jesus. It's so stupid. Why do you wait until everything fails before you try Jesus? That's just not wisdom. Before anything happens, make sure that we are in the right direction. Make sure that we're doing the things that we're supposed to do. And what are those things? For example, right here, right now. I mean, the Bible says that even, even Christians aren't spared from trials. But the difference between a follower of Jesus and those who don't follow Jesus is we truly do have the power to withstand these things. We have them, okay? If we're true disciples, Paul says, true followers of Jesus, we must not only abandon sinful passions ourselves, but we also expose them, you know, in others so that people can see the difference between true followers and fake followers. Paul exposes these guys that gave them, you know, that, that, that's been enticing Christians saying, you know, you don't have to you don't have to suffer for Christ. You don't have to worry about, you know, living your life a certain way so that you can please Jesus. He gives four things that are characteristics of false disciples. Four of them. Number one, they're destined for sure punishment. Okay? That kind of, yeah. People who reject the implication of the cross in their lives are sure to be punished. Number two, you can tell by the way because their pursuits are always selfish. Selfish pursuits. Yeah, there's al it's always, they're always pursuing uh, the thing that's going to make them ahead. You know, people that are only looking out for themselves, uh, for their own comfort. You know, they, they don't care about other people. They're just pursuing their own selfish ambitions. Thirdly, Shameful practices. Shameful practices. Listen, if you're a Christian, you, know, you, you should know what is shameful and what is not shameful in your vocabulary, in the way you speak. You know, I've, I've, I've been in enough quote-unquote gatherings, you know, funerals, where people actually, uh, you know, swear. Just so that, you know, they can, they can describe uh, a person whom they're eulogizing. You're a Christian, don't do that. Don't, 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 don't participate in shameful activities. Things that, 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 that demeans the human body. Things that demeans the Word of Christ. And I can make many examples. If you're a follower of Jesus, true follower of Jesus, you have to avoid those. I have to avoid those. Because we, are, we have a testimony to give to people. We carry the cross of Jesus. 
we're not, Jesus carried his cross for us, but we're also carrying his cross today. But now people, shameful practices. Agreeing with, with the world on how things are. You know, Christians are saying that uh, there's, there's, there are different ways to live your life. Live your life the way you want to. Doesn't matter whether it's shameful or not. Live it the way you want to. That's not what Jesus said. That's not what the disciples says. You know what the disciples called themselves? Slaves of Jesus. <laughs> we are duolos. We are slaves of Christ. We're not our own. We have been bought with a price. We don't shame the name of the Lord. And, and thirdly, secular predisposition. Everything is like in this earth. You know, no, no, no thinking of no thinking about a future heaven. We 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 just focus on the things, the benefits of living it in this world. And those are the kinds of things that that necessitates uh, us separating from. And there's a final point. Let me end here, and, and then we'll be done. A follower of Jesus, the mind of a disciple, is eternally secured has an eternally secured perspective. Eternally secured perspective. Look at verse 20 to 21 finally. It says, Paul says, don't be like those people who are enemies of the cross. Their stomach is their God. They're destined for destruction. They do shameful things and not even, and not even uh, shame, ashamed of doing those things. And their focus is right here on earth. That's not the same for us. Look at what he says. He says, our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. That's a true disciple. A true disciple has three characteristics. Very quickly, number one, focus on things above. If you're a follower of Jesus, heaven is always in your mind. Now don't listen to people when they say, oh, you're so heavenly-minded, you're no earthly good. No. No. You are heavenly-minded because you're going there. My mind is in heaven, not because I, wanna be, uh, because I don't want to live in this earth anymore, I want to die tomorrow. No. Having a mindset that is focused on heaven removes the, the, removes the, the, the hold of too much materialism in this world, you know? Too much materialism. Uh, too much secularism. Too much admiration for, for people and things that are, that are shame, shaming God, you know? Secondly, we always follow the truth. Follows truth always. I said always. Truth is the Word of God. Jesus says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So that's the second character. Thirdly, we await our full transformation. Full transformation awaits for those who are followers of Jesus. Now look at what Paul says. I love what he says. He says, who by the power that enables him, Jesus, to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. That's our future. That's why we look up to things above. That's why we are always following truth because one day we will be transformed. Don't take the attitude of, 
oh, you know, I'll just wait until I get to heaven before I'm going to go and make these changes in my life. No, don't do that. We're called to be followers of Jesus right here and right now. So these are not just things that we say, okay, that's a, those are, that's a good word, Pastor. Uh, but uh, I don't think I'll be able to achieve all of that right here on earth. We're not, we're not going to achieve perfection here on earth. Not at all. But while we are here on earth, let me remind you that we are Jesus in this earth. <laughs> we are the body of Christ. The mind of a true disciple is focused on that. Focus on those things. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.